0: Sakti Gemara, Sakti Gemara, Gimal to Alif. Aleph, Gufa. Yeah, we are. We're gonna re, uh, zoom into the price that we quoted previously. The kine es istay rishus. Tifer Rav Yishmael. He warns his wife. Says Rav that's a rishus. The Torah is giving you an allowance. It's permitting you to warn your wife and put this start the whole parsha of Saito. Rav Kiva, Rav Kiva says it's a chayv. It's obligatory on the husband to do if he sees his wife in this situation. That's halacha number one that the b'risa has, a machalaikas, rabbi shemaal, and Halacha number two, loh yitama, to her he shall become tome. A kayan is allowed to become tome to his wife, to his wife, or his the seven relatives, seven close relatives, says rabbi shemaal rashus. The Torah is saying it's permissible to do, but there's no obligation, there's no chiyuv. To the to this close relative, div Rabbi Shmuel. That's the words neshita of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Kiva Omer, Rabbi Kiva says Khaiva. No, it's an obligation. It's obligatory for the Kayin, to be mitame, to this close relative. That is what the Torah tell you. That's halacha number two. That there's a whether well, the Kayin is mechuyev. Or it's something that he's able, allowed to be Muhammad to his close relative. Halacha number three, and the final one for this, Machlaikas. La'ilam <speaking> bahem <in Hebrew> ta'avaydu. La'ilam, forever bahem, with them, the Kenani, the, ta'avaydu, uh, shall they work for you. Says Rabbi Shmuel, the Torah is saying this is something which is permissible. The Torah is not saying you're mechoyev, we obligated to keep them working for you forever. Diver Rebbe Shmol, that's the sheet of Rebbe Shmuel. Rebbe Kiva, Oye says, no, it's an obligation to keep them for an Eve kanani forever. Is this a is an additional brysa? It, 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 this is the brysa that we had brought down earlier. But I, but the thing is, there's more here. Right. So this, so we only quoted a snippet of it before, earlier. So yeah. now we're saying the whole thing. Correct, correct. So now, ask the Gemara Akasha. The Gemara is going to ask Akasha, on this Machlaikas Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, can we extrapolate from this from this to Kol to Kula? Do we see that this is the precedent that they are laying down, that this is what is standard in Kol Kula? And it's a little bit more of a, of a bitmio, that it's not possible that that's what the Torah means. Papa said to Abaye, v'amri lo And some said that it was remesharshiyah who said this to Rovah, Lemosh? Shall we say that Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva, Shall we say that Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva? kulo in kol all the mitzvot say in the entire Torah. Hachi is this? Would they argue like this? B'hachi pligi in this way in this manner? Do they have that argument in kol for all mitzvot I say? Dimar that mar meaning Rabbi Shmuel would say Rishus, that the Torah is only saying that this is something which you could do if you'd like to, but it's not something which is ma'achiavar or obligatory, umarovar. And Rabbi Kiva says chhoiva that it's obligatory. Is this what the Torah means? Is that what we should be extrapolating from this machlikas that we're seeing, this three time machlaikas? Omar Lay, Sabaye, so, of Papa, or Rova, responditor of Misharshiah. No. In Kola if it says it, it's telling you it's an obligation, it's a chiyuv. Hacha, over here, b'kroi pligi. They're arguing specifically of how to learn the pasuk. This psukim and droshis haza, what the pasuk is coming to teach me. And that's where the machlaikas is, specifically because of that. In general, when you're starting from ground zero, and the Torah tells me something, what the Torah means to say, is this is what your are have to do. The Torah does not mean to say that this is something which you can do. And the Gemara explains. V'kineh esishtoi, the Pasuk says, he will warn his wife, and Rabbi Sh- Yeah? Do we understand from this is the only three places? That's right. That's right. V'kineh esishtoi, and he shall warn his wife, Rishos, that's a Rishos, different Rabbi Shmo, that's the words of Rabbi Shmuel, says it's a choyva. we're just re it in case we forgot. You know, that's what it is. That's what the Gemara is saying. Now, my time, to asked the Gemara, my time at Rabbi Shmuel. What is the reason for Rabbi Shmuel? Why does Rabbi Shmuel say, different than what we would assume, different than Kol kula. when the Torah tells me something, it's obligatory. My time at Rabbi Shmuel, why does Rabbi Shmuel say over here, it's only a if like you, If you'd like to do it, great. If you don't want to do it, also fine. Answers the Gemara, Savarlo. he holds, Ki like this Tana of the Brisa that the Gemara is going to bring down, the Tana, as you learn to the Brisa, Rebbe Le'ezam and Yaakov, Rebbe Le'ezam and Yaakov says, Kalape once, she'omra Torah, that the Torah said, you shall not hate your brother, bil in your heart, you shall not hate your brother in your heart, you shall not cause machlaikas, which will bring to sinna, you shall not do anything which will bring about hatred, and divide, and strife. So says Rabbi Lezeb and Yaakov, I might have thought, for example, this woman, meaning this woman, his wife, he shouldn't put her through the process of Saito. We are, as we said in the Gemara earlier, according to some Samshitas, it's going to make a fight between him and her, between her and other people. al kaponim, there's going to be Machleike. So maybe, la a Y'sachich HaBabachah, that Isser, that pasuk which tells me that you're not going to hate your brother in your heart, would tell me, and, and tell me that you cannot do anything, even if it's a Safeg saita Even if it's a Safeg, whether she's actually having, being unfaithful. Talmud L'Oimar, the pasuk teaches me, says Rebbe Lezeb Yaakov, and every Shmuel is going to subscribe to this Bryce as well. And the Sheetah, Tamad the Pesach teaches me, And a Ruach Kino falls over him, and he warns his wife. Meaning, no, that prohibition, the Isser, which you would have deduced from Laisisnes, does not apply over here. You can, in fact, and you are allowed to, Warn your wife, even though it may come about more machlaikas and more sinna. Would it be a hope without the system? Yes. The system kind of pulls it back. That's right. That's exactly right. It pulls it back below zero. The pasuk then brings it to zero, telling us that it's permissible. But Rabbi Shmuel would say that if I start at zero, the pasuk actually brings it up to an obligation. Okay, that's what we got up to last night. Excuse me. Rabbi Shmuel, explaining Rabbi Shmuel's shita of why he says that over here, it's a rishos. Is that the end of the brisa? No, this is the Gemara now. This, no, that, oh, I'm sorry, yes. Um, yes, that's the end of the brisa. And that's what we use to explain Rabbi Shmuel. But now we're going to have to come on to Rabbi Kiva. How does that pasuk support him? The pasuk of Lassisa tells me. No, 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 no. Talmud Laimar? Talmud Laimar tells me, and he shall or he could warn his wife. Even though I have a Pasuk that tells me, don't hate. Don't do things that will bring about hatred, or machlekes, or strife. So doing the whole Saita process, giving her the Kinoi, which could lead her to this terrible thing, and the fight with her and her husband, etc., is something that will bring a fight. So I can't do that, The Pasuk tells you, No. And he can warn his wife. He may. He may. Yeah. Wife, yeah. he is warning his wife well yeah Fine. now he, he does he can he can warn his wife if he wants to he if wants he'd to like go. to correct so, go. Go. so the connotation of this is that it's he's wanting to he's want, He's doing it but he's allowed to the terror is permitting it so the other side was he should he, he he doesn't he doesn't have to but he would do something else he would divorce her or, or yeah he would... yeah come up with some other answer so yeah Maybe, yeah, that's right, that's true. This is not what, if, if he knew for sure, so it's a whole different discussion, then it's a... This is very suspect, Right. And he has wishes to do that. That's right, that's right. Okay, now it was Rabbi Shmuel. But now Rabbi Akiva, says the Gemara. And Rabbi Akiva question mark, meaning to say, what does Rabbi Akiva hold? Why doesn't he agree to serve Rabbi and Yaakov? Says the Gemara... Kinoi Achrina Ksiv. There's another Pasuk that says Kinoi. There's another Pasuk that says, um, this is a Pasuk in Perak Hei Pasuk y'daleg. It says, alav ruach kina v'kina That's ice bays in this side of the Gemara, if you have it. But there's another Pasuk, which says, uh, if you go back to the page on the base of a base. Um Is it there? One second. No. Where's the Pasuk? I mean, Rasha brings it down, but it says, I'm sorry, in the same Pasuk, I'm sorry. It says, alav ruach kino. Look at the Pasuk. The, on the Aleph of the Gemara, I'm sorry, base. it says, alav ruach kino. And a spirit of jealousy will wash over him is and he will warn his wife. and she was nitma. Or the spirit of jealousy washes over him. is and he warns his wife, and he and she wasn't nitma. So, So Vikiva says, Why is the Pasuk saying it twice? Why is the Pasuk saying Vikinah is Ishta and he warns his wife two times? Says so Vakiva, you know why? One time is to tell you that it's permissible. So it's bringing me from negative territory to zero. And the next time it says, V'kineh Esishtoi is telling me that this is actually obligatory. It's a chiyuv for the husband to warn his wife. So V'kiva is accepting what Rabbi Shmuel said, that the sisna esachich avecha would tell me that there's actually an isser to do the kinoi. And the first V'kineh Esishtoi is telling me that it's not an isser, it's permissible. But there's another vekinah study which is telling us that not only is it permissible, it's obligatory. So is it saying that since it says twice vekinu et, is it like a ribuah to tell me? Yes, yes, yes. It's really yeah. Yes, yes. We'll see. We'll we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to it in a moment. Yeah. But upon him that's what, Rabbi Kiva, that's what Rabbi Kiva says. It says it twice. The first time is to bring me back to zero, to neutral level, so to speak. And the next one is back to the classic time we have a Pasuk in the Torah that's telling me something is a khiv. Okay? So again, Rebbe Akiva And Rabbi Kiva, how come he doesn't accept Rebbe Shmuel's Mahalach of saying and coming out that it's only a permissibility. It's something which is allowed now by the Torah. Kinoi achrina, ksiv. there's another kinoy in the Pasuk which tells us it's permissible and then there's a v'kino which tells us it's obligatory. Rabbi Shmuel asked the Gemara, what about Rabbi Shmuel? Do? Why doesn't he say that? Why doesn't he say lo, like Rabbi Kiva? That there's two Psukim. Two times it says v'kino. One should tell me it's permissible and one should tell me it's obligatory. Is that, sorry, is it, is that what it's asking? Yes. Why it's being like- Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva. Well, okay, you could phrase it like that if you'd like. Okay. Answers the Gemara, and this will address what you brought up before, Yechon, about the redundancy in the pasuk. Id, id. When there's two yuds, this is a pet peeve of mine. When there's two yuds, it's id. When there's one word yud, it's id, and it means something else. But id, since id says the Gemara, id since the boy that it needed to write, meaning the Torah needed to write. Since the Torah needed to write, Quote meaning, since the Torah had to be redundant, as we'll learn about somewhere else, that the Torah specifically wrote this puzzle in a redundant way to show that even though we're mesupik, we're uncertain if in fact she was Temea. We're uncertain if she was Mizana We're not sure. <speaking in> he <Hebrew> nitmaa. she was nitmaa. she was Temea, she was violated, <speaking in> he <Hebrew> nitma'ah, or she wasn't Temea, or she wasn't Mizana Both of those options are viable options, and we need to say it like that, because we want to say that even though it's only a Safek, still she's a Labayla. Even though it's only a question of actually if she was Mizana still she's going to be a Labayla. So again since we had to write in the pasuk. since we had to write both options, that she was nitma'a, or vihiloinit or, or she wasn't nitma'a, since I had to say both of them, nami, it's written in the pasuk also, Vekina It says it just because we have to repeat vihi nitma'a or vihiloinit Rabbi Shmuel says it also writes, it repeats that as well, and it brings it along for the ride. And this follows the Mahalich that was taught in the Besmejosh of Rabbi Shmuel, because it was taught in the Besmejosh of Rabbi called Parsha, any Parsha in the Torah. This is going to explain why because of the redundancy, we could schlep along other words. And that's why it's not considered a drasha. like Rekiva said, that it's a double redundancy that we could darsha. Look at the ton of The ton of very because it was taught in the ve of Rebbe Yishmael. Call parsha, any parsha in the Torah. shenemro, that was said. Vinishness, and it was repeated. Vinishness, and it was repeated. Lainishness, i sorry, lainish it was not repeated Elo only bishvil because of and for the thing that was being introduced by the redundancy so again the Torah could have said it could have said it very very could have taken that Pasuk and cut it in half it didn't have to say vehinitma. Oi, kina look look again at the pasuk. Let's just go through it. I think it will help us in understanding it. The pasuk says love ruach a spirit of jealousy washes over him. Vekina esishtoy, and he warns his wife. And then it says vehinitma, and she was Right after that, we could skip to the last the last words of the Pasuk, and just say, or she was Or she wasn't itma'a. That's what we could do. But the Pasuk doesn't do that. It says, ruach v'kinez v'hi <coughs> Now, why do we say both of them? We, offer, we, we have to say the two options, clearly, because we want to we wanna, um, demonstrate that this whole thing is a suffix Okay, that's why we say, v'hi itma'a. that's why we have to say, both parshiyas. Now, Rabbi Shmuel taught the ton of the Rabbi Shmuel taught that when the Torah has to repeat something in order to teach us something, even though what it's teaching us is one specific area, we'll have the whole pasuk come along for the ride, and therefore we'll say again of our love ruach kinevakinez ishtei. That part's not necessarily necessary, says Rabbi Shmuel. And since it's not necessary, and the only reason why we're saying it is because of the latter part of the Pasuk, I'm not allowed to use the words in that Pasuk, like Rav Kiva did, to say that there's a Chiyuv. Or at least I'm not obligated to say that. I'm not compelled to say that. Because the reason, or the, why did Rav Kiva say what he said? He said, the first V'kineh Sishtoy is telling me that it's permissible. Why did the Torah have to tell me again, V'kineh Yishtoi? Well, Kiva, that's coming to tell me there's an obligation. Cezar B'shemol, no. That second V'kineh Yishtoi is, is like, is like, is like, um, is like um, it's not really there. It's not that the Pasuk said, oh, the Torah said, Hashem said, I'm going to put this in the Pasuk. No, that's not really there. And since it's not really there, you can't use it to darshan anything or to say that the Torah means to say, it's a chiyuv. I so why is it there? It's there, agav, the other pasuk, the other words of the Hilaynitma. So it just gets slept along and you're like, you can't darsh anything. That's right. That's right. Why is it being slept yeah. along? It's being slept along because of this of the redundancy of the Hilaynitma. Okay. It could have said, it could have said, yeah, let me read it one second. It could have said, vihinitma, aylainitma. We have to say that lehedya, okay? We could have said that. Why? Because we want to show that even though it's a suffix, still the Torah is saying that she's a surah. So since we're writing that, where we're, we are elaborating, or we're, we're using more words to explain the story of the suffix, so therefore the Torah, Rabbi Shmuel says, the Torah will, it's, a, it's like a style that the Torah has, that the Torah, you know, everyone has a different way of writing things. So Rabbi Shmall says the Torah's way of writing things is to to you know be more wordy and bring the rest of the rest of the pasuk along, even though I could just cut it short and say. <clears throat> we know the Torah wants to say more than it has to. Rabbi Shmall is saying that this is what the Torah does, though. Stylistic. Stylistically. So I'm, I'm still not understanding. Could you a- can still say the minimal and it would cover what you're trying to say. I'm gonna. You're asking Akasha good I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand the you, you do understand. You're asking akasha. You're asking why we have a klal and kalatar akula that every word is, is accounted for. Ravishmal Shemal says, you know when that klal is? That's only when it's there, coming out of nowhere, there's a word there. But if it's just a, re- a repetition of the pasuk before, and it's being brought down as an extension because I have to repeat something there. I have to say something. So the fact that I say the rest of the Pasuk double, that's not going to be a drasha. When do we say that every word is accounted for? We could darsh on every single word. That's when this came out of nowhere. There's a word over here. But if I had to bring something from the Pasuk earlier, I had to say it again because of some chiddish, because of some chiddish, the way the Pusik is using, even with notwithstanding the rule that you're saying, that every word is accounted for, that rule applies only when it's in a vacuum. But if there's something there that I have to repeat, the Torah style will be that it will repeat these words. That's what Rabbi Shmuel says. Not everyone may agree with that. I don't understand what you're saying. Okay? We're going go to go by to though. You, you'll, you'll think about it. We're going go to go by to though, okay? Good? You understand what he's saying, you don't understand why he's saying it. Okay. Says the Gemara. You know what? We're gonna hold it here because this is going into the next... Yeah, sure. So again. Rabbi Shmuel, and Rabbi Shmuel, why doesn't he agree to Rabbi Akiva's that it says is twice, which would should take me step one to being permissible, and step two that it's a chiyuv? ID, since that the Torah had to write, the Torah had to explicitly speak out that the whole soita situation is a suffolk, and the reason why the Torah had to do that was to teach me that even though it's a Suffolk, it's still something which is going to be Asura Labayla. Ksivnami, it also writes the, the other part of the Pasuk, Vikina Es Ishtoy. It also brings that along for the ride and therefore you cannot use that vikina Es Ishtoy to bring you up another Shlav, another madrega, another level to say that it's a Chiyuv. Like it was taught in the base measures of Rabbi Shmuel, this, this, this idea, because it was taught in the base measures of Rabbi Shmuel, called partial shenamro, any Parsha in the Torah shenamro that was said, meaning any idea in the Torah that was said, vanishness, and it was repeated, loinishness, it was not repeated, only in order and for. Davarshan is the thing which is being the in it. And once I see that Davarshan that ba is has to be repeated, we will bring along, and that's the reason why it's written. It's all written because of that one extra khidish. The ha- in in this case, case, is this. It's it's, pro, it's from the Vihila nittma. No, the Davarshan over here is. The the doubles vihinnit ma'a Ilainit ma'a ma'a. The reason why since we have to say and speak out Vihinit Ma'a, Iloin even though we're talking about Prasha Saita and the whole thing is a suffix, right? You can't learn, but, but you can't learn anything additional. Anything additional from anything that's part of that Part of that uh, Yeah, speaking it out the story again and again and again.